Tandem Nomads, episode 102. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show where you can find great inspiration and tips to build and grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. My name is Amel Deregi. I'm a business and marketing expert and your host in Tandem Nomads. Today's episode is all about how to start your business from scratch. And in order to share with you some of the tips and systems that I teach my clients, I am so, so grateful that one of my clients, Renata Andrade, has accepted to join us here on Tandem Nomads to share her journey of how she started her business and went from psychologist to entrepreneur. So I share with you here the systems that we've been working on to start her business. But I have to say that here, Renata has been so amazing at sharing her journey in such authentic way and brings so much so many so many insights um, about what it really is to be a mom to be an expert partner to have to manage a big move and still make a business her focus so I hope you will get some great inspiration from her story and her amazing uh, insights of her journey and real life journey. So uh, you will hear me in this episode mention a free guidebook that you can download. So it is on tandemnomads.com slash 102. So in this guidebook, I share with you the exact system that we mentioned in this episode through which I have been taking Renata through her uh, business journey. But if you sign up before the first week of December 2018, you will actually be able to register to my free webinar training on how to turn your business into real revenue and impact. So if you want to join this free webinar training, make sure to go to tandemnomads.com slash 102. And if by any chance you end up listening to this episode after this first week of December 2018, make sure to still go to this webpage because you will be able to have the guidebook version of this webinar training. So go to tandemnomads.com slash 102. Our guest today is Renata Andrade. Renata, are you ready for this ride? Yeah. So Nomad Nation, Renata is a global life coach. She helps expat partners find their own purpose while following their partners' careers around the world. She's also a co-creator and facilitator of a program called Your Turn, designed for women who want to return to work to go from I don't know where to start to clarity, inspiration, and a plan to follow. Her coaching methodology combines uh, combines over 15 years of professional experience and an extensive acad academic backbone with previous experience as a psychologist, coach, human resources, executive, and consultant. As an expert partner and a mother herself, Renata understands firsthand the challenging waters of maintaining your own source of fulfillment while moving around the globe with your family. She's learned uh, that to know your purpose is truly to have a lighthouse in this international journey. So Renata is originally from Brazil. She's about a third Italian by blood and as she says, a for, for, forever Londonian by heart. After four 
one of her years in New York. She has just moved to Milan as we speak this summer, um, 2018. Actually, we're entering into the autumn. <laughs> so she moved to Milan with her kids, two kids and a husband. So Renata, this is an overview of who you are. Is there anything that I've missed? And tell us how is that uh, new transition going for you in Milan? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Very excited uh, to be here after so hearing so many episodes. <laughs> yeah, I've been with, I'm just in the the ending the first wave of the move right now where my kids are already uh, in school and uh, my shipment has arrived and the house is functioning, not orderly but functioning again. So, um it's okay. It's been it's been a it's been actually a, a smooth transition. It's not a, such a bad one. I think I'm getting used to the transition. This is my fourth one. Huh. Um, and, uh, but, but it's good. All good. Enjoying the food and the weather here in Italy. Oh, I can imagine that. That must be amazing. And actually, you're mentioning something so important in Sanam Nomad is that transition, you know, that we talk about and how you take your business while moving from a country to another. So, what has been for you the most uh, challenging part of this transition? How are you dealing with it? So in, in, terms, in terms of my business, uh, the most challenging part for me is the landing here. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, the part where like, I organized everything to leave and, and when I was still in New York thinking about the move, I, that part I think went quite well i could like I, I had a schedule i had some things lined up and automatized so that i could have more time to focus on the move but i didn't have as much plan for the landing and for the the start here and i think that has been challenging because uh, even like headspace have some headspace uh, to focus on the business what on the first month that we were here was very hard yeah. Um, there's, there's like many factors, the transition in itself, um, but also the fact that everyone was on holidays. We moved in August. So my kids were on holiday. My husband was on holiday. We moved together as a family for the first time. The previous times my husband was already moved and we moved with, uh, after we followed him. Um, so the fact that everyone was home and everyone was lost and everyone was, it was harder to have time for myself than... Uh -huh. Um, maybe would have been uh, in a different situation, but I think I think I, I underestimated the landing. Yeah. Again, <laughs> that's so interesting. Thank you for sharing that because I know that so many people are going through that, and I would love at some point we'll go a bit more deeper in how to set up, you know, um, a system so that you can go through the moves. But you said so well that you prepared the departure, but not so much the landing. So what would you do differently next time if the same situation happens to you? What would you do to prepare the landing? I think, um, honestly, what really to do, to, to really have more automatized, whatever I can, I can leave uh, that could work without me being involved um, like programming uh, postings or, or uh, trainings or things that people could still be seeing me and I could still be available to, to offer people something. Uh, even while I'm not in the, in the in my, my mind doesn't have a space for that and I'm not really actually doing it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's the automation part of, of 
content and and some training or something to offer during this period you're like a pro now (laughs) (laughs) that's i can't agree more so so this is really cool and um so we'll talk about it more because I completely agree with you. Uh, technology automation is the best way to be able yeah. to deal with the transition time. So we'll talk about it more. But um, just for Nomad Nation to know, Renata and I have been working together to uh, to develop her business. So her business is going to be one year old uh, in January 2019, right? January. So okay. it's just yeah, 26. It's barely new. It's not even a year and you already have clients and your business is already rolling despite a transition in the middle of it. So I think you should realize that, Renata. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. And I'm really happy that um, in spite of the, the kind of the gap uh, of this transition, I continue to work with, with the clients uh, and I uh, kind of resumed working with uh, a few clients uh, after the move, so I think it's it, it feels different from starting over. Yeah, completely different. Yeah, this. So I want to thank you, Renata, because what we're going to do in this episode is use your business as a real case study of all the things that are really great to do when you start your business, important to do when you start your business, and especially if you have to go through a transition. So thank you for uh, letting us do. De- deep dive in how you've started sure. your business. <laughs> That's really great. So a pleasure. let's go with the beginning, you know, when, yeah. um, when you were a psychologist before you did that. So it was in London, right? That you studied psychology. Can you take me back through that time where you used to do psychology? Yep. I am. Uh, I'm a psychologist and uh, I was a psychotherapist in London. Uh, I had a private practice there. And my previous career, I was an HR executive and I transitioned careers before, before, but that was more like I wanted to transition and I, and I made a choice to go into psychotherapy and that felt very different from um, having to transition career because I moved countries and then all of a sudden my license doesn't work anymore because uh, psycho, and, and psychology and psychotherapy so one of those professions that I think the health health professions are quite hard to transfer from one country to another because of regulations and 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 all of that and the type of qualification you need yeah. um, from one country to another. So I actually thought it was going to be easier because my qualifications were from the UK and I was transferring to, to the US, but the system is completely different. Yeah, so that's the biggest issue of how to build a portable career, actually. A portable business yeah. that can allow you to go from a country to another and being a psychologist or one of those jobs that you can't really take without having uh, a new, to, to apply for a new license. So you could have thought about that, I guess. Uh, should I apply for a new license? But I guess knowing that you won't be staying in the U.S. for so long, uh, I'm glad you didn't do that. <laughs> but so how did you get to the conclusion of... Um, starting your coaching business to be able to continue your career? Yeah. So I, I, what I did was actually, I went uh, and I applied for the, for the license and I tried to, I I try, I I actually, I didn't apply, apply, but I, I um, found out what I had to do and I sent all my papers and everything. And it took a long time, a lot of paper, a lot of, a lot of work in Brazil, in the UK, in the US to get all the certifications and the, the, the forms and everything. And it was such a frustrating process. 
because uh, I think this is part of why I decided to change. Um, and it's such a frustrating process to, to do all of that work and then get a letter that I would still have to do a few years of studying in the U.S. And again, I didn't know if I was going to stay there um, and if it was worth doing it. Um, so I think the frustration really that I, I got to a point where this is my fourth move, a country move. It may happen again. I changed career, careers already once and um, had to do a bit of studying when I moved back to Brazil from the UK to kind of adjust my certification there. Um, so it's just a, really the frustration and the realization of uh, I, can't, I can't keep doing that to myself. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the, the, like the, the self-seeing goes under the, the bed and then, you know, you really get like I, I was getting really low because of, because of that and really frustrated. I, I like where I love working and I love doing something, although I've, I've kind of I have a, uh, a part time, a, a, an ideal of a part time work because of my kids, because I want to have time with my kids, too. Um, I, I it's really important for me to have the career part sorted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I really loved what I did. So that was really hard to not be able to do it. Um, so I think uh I, I really went for help. I, I, I was very frustrated and I went uh, to my therapist and um, we, we worked a lot together on this. And I, you know, what really changed for me was to realize that what was holding me back was my thoughts that this was the only way that I could help people. It would be as a therapist, which sounds silly, but it's, it was like that, that format of working was so... Uh, what I wanted to do and I thought was the right way of doing it, uh, that it took me some loosening up of that and understanding that I had skills and, that, and, and I could um, change a little bit the way I work because it's not the same work, but it, I could use my skills and my knowledge and, and make my coaching deeper. But I could do a, a, something that is also helping people and also having deep conversations and it's also about connecting with people, which was, is what I really enjoy doing. So you shared something that I know so many people struggle with and, um, and you said so many important things, but one of the things here that you said in the end is about, I felt that that was the only way I could help people mm. in this format. And that's a huge realization because I know before you can start a portable business, you have to start like kind of, um, uh, how to say, giving up on the image we had of the career yeah. we imagined when we started. I know that I had the same issue. I always imagined myself in a huge agency and developing, uh, you know, a career in a branding agency. And I've since the age of 14, I have pictured that. So it was wow. really hard to give up on their image of who I was as a career woman and where I would see my career in the framework. And I liked yeah. that you talked about framework because at the end of the day you're doing the same thing you're helping people with your skills in transforming their lives the way they want it's just that you're using a different framework yeah and and uh, and and it's very interesting that i went through this process of having to break through some of my old thought thinking and all of that which is like the heart of coaching mm. uh, and how what's okay so if i really want to help people who do i have to be in this context and in this life that I have, 
um, to be able to do that uh, in a different format. Yeah, that's so true. All right. So, so you made that transition, you made that decision, accepted that you have to just develop your career in a different way and coaching was <laughs> the answer for you. So you got, you got your certification, right? Yeah. Okay. So you did that for how long? For, uh, it was an eight months. Eight. Um, that was the theory part. And then there was a practical and, and some stuff after, but uh-huh. yeah. All right. Yeah. You've been doing a lot of coaching, yeah. apparel yeah. and et cetera. Okay. So you, you got your coaching uh, certificate and then what? <laughs> exactly. That was exactly my, my question. And uh, <laughs> uh, so, cause I got uh, the, all those coaching schools, they, they teach you a little bit of business and a little how to set up and how to start. And, uh, but to be honest, two things, I think it's a very um, basic even generic knowledge and it's not specific to my situation. And, and I think being an expat, it was, it, it's very different from the people that were there doing this coaching training and they were going to stay in the U S and was going to, we're going to set up this business there. There was this context of, I may move, this needs to be very flexible. This needs to be, um, different, uh, in nature really. And, uh, and I'm a mom also, so I want to have that in the equation. So mm-hmm. kind of creating something that worked for me mm-hmm. in, in this international life was very hard. Um, I, and I think there's, you know, it's, it's a lot of, uh, I was paralyzed and I, and I, I think you remember that because you, you, we got, we started working when I was at that phase, I was paralyzed. I was like, Oh, how do I build a website? How do, it's too, it's a lot. I, and, and I, I knew how to coach, but all of this stuff that goes around building a business, um, and having a business was like completely paralyzing me. And I know, I know another kind of, uh, part of coaching myself there getting some coaching is that realizing that when I get scared and when I don't know is what I, when I don't know something, I get paralyzed. Mm. So that was the point where I said, I need help. I need someone to help. I don't have to do this alone yeah. and figure out this alone. That's fantastic. So thank you for trusting me along the way. It's been amazing. We've been working today yeah. together for a year and a half nearly. Yeah. So I have met you when you had just started uh, yeah. thinking about building your business. And, and then uh, before you met, I remember you had launched your business and you were rolling. So that was amazing to see you grow. And I was very emotional, actually. I remember when you had your launching party. Yeah. I was like, wow, this transformation. You've been amazing to watch. Um, yeah, what I've seen fun. was like the confidence you gained as soon as you really took yourself seriously. And that's yeah. what, what I saw. I mean, you took your business and your future and your goals seriously and you invested in, in it. You invested in the help you needed and you also committed to implementing whatever we, all the insights that have been you know, recommend you to do, you actually did it. Not everybody will do, will do it, you know? So um, I want you to share with me that insight. How was it for you to actually invest in, in your business to be able to have the help you need to grow it? And how did you make that leap? Um, I think, uh, gosh, this is, I think it's one of the biggest problems <laughs> I, uh, and, and challenges I, I, I encountered with my clients as well, like the investment on yourself and, and um, putting yourself on the priority list again, 
mm-hmm. uh, in the family because we do invest in courses and everything for our kids and our husbands are sorted because of their jobs and everything. But it's very hard to invest in ourselves. Um, I have to say, I have never been uh, um, someone who, who doesn't invest mm. at all. I, I'm always studying and doing something and I, and I value that a lot. And I know I need that for my sanity. So that's part of it. But also, um, I think, you know, I think for me, the, the, the difference is if I really invest, I, I, have a, I, I see my commitment going up. If I invest, it's a little crazy, but if I invest some money and I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm taking it seriously enough to pay for a consultant or to pay for someone to build a website or I, I really take it more seriously. Uh, and I, and I, so I think that changed the, changes the game for me. If I do it like myself or do it in a more amateur way, it feels like a hobby if I'm really investing, then kind of changes the the nature of the game. I completely agree with you. I think uh, to be able to feel like something is at stake, we need times to invest. And even if it feels a bit risky, it's actually healthier than when we have the feeling that there's no stake, you know, uh, into this. So I completely agree. Yeah, I agree. But uh, I wanted to share your story here. One of the main reasons, first of all, because I'm so admirative of what you have achieved in such a short time. But I also saw you investing in yourself in many other ways with me and other things. You actually invested in a professional website. You invested yeah. in a proofreader. And in that, you decided by yourself to do it, you know, to really invest professionally and in, in the amount of money that was necessary. It was not that easy. You had to discuss it with your partner to define your budget. And, and I know that that's when somebody will succeed. That's for me one of the signs to know that this person is going to grow her business to one. I see that this person is taking it seriously. So, um, and I really recommend all of you, Nomad Nation, to think about it. If you feel you're a bit hesitant of investing in yourself, think about that. That's going to be the best engine for you to succeed no matter uh, but you want to think about it cleverly. You don't want to spend money for yeah. a reason. You want to have a strategy and make sure that it's spent wisely, obviously, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, of course, yeah. And there, there, obviously, there, there is a limit to the budget and, yeah. and all that. So you have to be um, kind of careful and, and think about what, where you're going to yeah. invest. But I think it's, um, the, you know, I think we, we worked a lot on my confidence and all of that together. And, and, I, and I really appreciate all the work we did together because I think it, it changed the way I was thinking. And one of the things that was really important for me was when you, when you have a problem or a challenge, uh, find a solution. So if I, English is not my first language, it's something I feel if I publish something that is wrong, I would feel embarrassed and that would stop me from publishing. I, I started to use that mentality in, you know, in the, the different challenges that started appearing uh, in front of me and, and writing was one of them. And I was like, I'm not going to publish if I have to publish something I'm, I know it may be wrong. So I have to get a, someone to, to proofread this. Yeah. Um, so it, it's that kind of, it's it, the change in mentality again. I need to invest on this because this is important for me. The other things that were not so important or that I could do myself and could live with a little bit of embarrassment or a little bit of, you know, a challenge. It's okay. And I'm not going to invest, but some of the things that are very important, then I, I need help and I'm going to get that help. 
Yeah, definitely. I'm so glad that you share that. This is, you know, you also said when I have a problem, then I look for a solution. And that's the term that yeah. you know, a motto, turn your challenges into opportunities. And you have turned that handicap of the language for you into an opportunity to actually be mm. a pro at what you do. And, and that's when you know you're going to go far is that you're really, like we said, taking it seriously and taking yourself seriously. This is not a hobby for you. It's a real business. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I think it's, it's not, it's easy sometimes to give up because of the situation, even because it's a comfortable situation. I, I don't need to work for money right now. Mm. Um, so I, I think there's also, a, a, you know, if I, if you don't change your mindset to, I'm going to find a solution, it's easy to say, okay, that's too hard or that's not for me, or I'm too old to learn this internet stuff or whatever challenge. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. There were other things we talked about together when we worked together about making uh, making yourself a priority to be able to grow your business. We also talked about setting up the expectations on top of investing the budget you needed, communicating and defining the budget for a certain time of period of time to kick off your business, but also the time. I mean, you're a mom. Oh, God, yes. And and your routines were completely different. Uh, I mean, we're not the routines of an entrepreneur when you started. So can you take us through that? What do you do to be able to really take your business seriously on a daily basis, also manage visitors and things like that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, famous, the famous challenge of expats, keep your life going while the visitors are in. Exactly. Uh, and uh, as much as we love the visitors. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, 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 it's very different. I think um, the, the priority is like putting yourself back in the priority list really, because it's, uh, it's not that if there is a meeting at the school, I'm going to drop everything and go running to the school anymore. I will participate and, and I will be there because I want and I choose to, but I'm going to have to block this time to work and I'm going to have to be serious with myself and commit to myself mm -hmm. to doing it. Um, and, and, and agreeing with the other side. And this, this I completely learned from you and I have to give you this because it's so helpful um, to, to, to really talk to people around you about what is you talk to your kids and say, well, Mom's gonna have this meeting, and, and this time I, I can't have anyone getting into the my office. And then, um, or with my husband, we're gonna be traveling. There were some weekends, long weekends that we were traveling, and I had a coaching session. So in the beginning, it was hard for me to even to say, "Oh, we're gonna ha gonna have to stop skiing and go and have this this <laughs> uh, session or have this meeting or have this call." Uh, but uh, if I agree that before with my husband and my kids, then the expectations are that I'm not going to be with them in that afternoon. So I'm going to be doing this. It's a struggle. It's not easy. Still struggle with it. But I think I get better the more I do it. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm reliving that now because I've been so focused on getting everyone settled, getting the house settled and everything that I'm, I'm, I'm again starting to use that skill like okay so i'm now i'm going to negotiate um i'm not going to organize your room today because i have to work but we'll do that in another day mm. the reestablishing those okay. uh, i think and it works i think differently for different people but for me it works to have a routine of um 
I work two hours from that time to that time on Mondays or that time that you and have that really routine so that I know more or less when I'm working, I can't change it a lot. I like the flexibility, but not not so much that I that I have to check, keep checking every hour what I have next. Yeah, it's important to wake up in the morning knowing exactly what you will do mm. and going ending the day knowing exactly what you're going to do tomorrow. I think that was one of the things we looked at it together. Like I start every yeah. morning knowing exactly what's your goal of the day and ending the day with assessing what I have been achieving and what will be the goal for next day. I think flexibility yeah. is one thing, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to pay attention to how you spend your time. That's different. Flexibility is all the opposite, actually. In order to build flexibility, we need to be more intentional, actually, because we yeah. want still to get results and, and, and move forward in our businesses. So um, you've been doing that great. And I think what you said is setting up expectation. And I think that's what we worked on, like making sure that, yeah. first of all, you know what you're typical weekly schedule is going to be about defining what are the hours you want to work. For, I think we worked on basically, and I'm, I'm saying it here for all of you who are listening, who might be useful to you and you want to take your business seriously. What I would say is first of all, list all the things that you have to do in your family. It's not a negotiable. You have to pick up your kids. Actually, I say non-negotiable picking up the kids. I think that can be negotiated with a partner building your support yeah. system. That's super important too. Uh, but once you have, once you have to find the things that you really want to do for your family and other reasons and start with that and then build your schedule, your work schedule around that. And once that's done, it's important to communicate it with everyone so that everyone knows that mama has to work from this time to this time. Please don't be loud or don't come in the office. Cause yeah. I, you know, and if we don't explain them, it's normal that they don't get it. But I think once they see you locking the door, they know what's happening behind that door. Yeah, exactly. I think there's a huge emotional component too that I went through and I see people going through, which is in the beginning, honestly, the feeling is no, no one else can pick up my kid. Mm. No, I cannot give up my, I don't know, my morning coffee with, it's just, it, it, it feels like you won't be able to do any of those things, but slowly. And I think kind of taking some steps that are a little bit feel stretching, but are not crazy stretching in the beginning is important. Then you feel a little bit more comfortable when you have a little bit more space and then you start taking over a little bit more space and a little bit more space. I think it's slowly because it's an emotional thing as well. If you've been taking care of your home and your family and everything for a long time, it's, it's quite hard. It's not an easy. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to take uh, our listeners um, through now the more um, technical aspects of how you build your business, if that can help them. So Nomad Nation, in the show note page of this episode, I will have a free guidebook for you to help you go through those steps too. It's called the three C's. And Renata, I remember we've been working on different phases in your business. The first one was about getting clarity. Yeah. The second one is about building consistency. And the third one is about getting clients and conversion. So those are my three C's of my, that I call the three C system that I put in place with every client. So Nomad Nation, you'll be able to download that in the show notes of this episode. But I want to first start with the clarity, you know, what um, and how you define how your niche, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about defining what problem you solve and what is your niche. So how did you get to define that niche for you? Um, uh, it 
uh, as everything else in the beginning, very daunting and, oh my God, how can I kind of narrow down and narrow down and, and kind of uh, why should I narrow down so much? <laughs> but I, I think it's really, really worth it. We, when we did that exercise of the avatar creating a kind of a, an avatar client, which is like a, um, this ideal client yes. uh, that you have in mind, it I think that was a game changer because that then I was talking to a person and then I was thinking about a person when I was creating anything, any product or any course or or how to talk about coaching and how to talk about what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it kind of makes it alive instead of just, oh, I do coaching generic to nobody. So I think that that was the piece that was really important for me, especially like knowing who I was going to talk to. Um, I guess I think it came naturally to me that we would be expat uh, partners because I am too. And because of my struggle with my career and, and not being able to practice as a therapist and having to change and all of that. Um, and, and so that moves me a lot, that, that issue moves, moves me a lot. But to really define that in a way that we did in a, in a very systematic way, really, mm-hmm. and, and think about what are the... Um, what are the the pain points? What are the worries? What are the the desires of 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 my clients and and people I'm going to work with? So that my work is valuable to them mm-hmm. um, was was like fundamental. I think to start to do everything else to do like to build the the website to start talking to people to um, do the the trainings and the courses that actually led to clients after so i think i think it's it really started with that that exercise and i think you just sums it up so well i don't need to add anything about that (laughs) so um is yeah clarity the first step is really defining your avatar the avatar is the basically story of your ideal customer and you normal nation basically what you do is that you sit down and you actually write the name and the story it's like a two-page real story it's like a scene of a movie or a novel where you describe the story of this person. And like you said, Renata, it's important to insist on the pain points and the desires of this person. And only when you've done that, the rest is going to flow because the strategy will depend on that major pillar and the clarity of what also transformation you can bring to this person. How can you help this person? And um, so once you define that, we start working on building consistency in your business. That started with actually time management. So we mentioned that together, how to manage your time, create a schedule. But the other part of consistency, and that's the key of any successful business, is to have consistent, valuable content that you share with your audience. And the goal of a of a building consistency is actually creating your marketing funnel, which is basically the system that goes from attracting prospects to converting them into customers. And if you don't put on consistently um, content out there, it's hard to create visibility and really convince people that you're good at what you do. It's your content that's going to show it. So I know that you've been really serious at it. And, and I've been so impressed with you, how you had your calendar. I remember we had our sessions in the back. I could see your your big like calendar with the schedule and with yeah. color coding. Of each topic would come out when. And I was so impressed. But take us a little bit through that, you know, what you went through to be able to make that happen and create content 
like very consistently, even during a packing and boxing season. <laughs> yes, that, that was exactly the packing and boxing season. Um, I, um, I honestly, I was, um, I think one of the things is the this idea, which I think is very important, is that the online world and the online business is a, it, the consistency. Consistency is so important because it builds trust mm -hmm. in a different way that you don't have the face to face and you don't have the relationship in a in a in a different way. Although you need consistency, also I think in in you know face to face in live businesses. I think in online businesses, you really convinced me that this was the the thing that builds trust. Um, so I think I, I decided, well, I really, this is the bit that I really need to take seriously and make sure it happens now. Yeah. I think the boxing and the, 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 the fact that I was moving helped because I was worried about how I was going to do this. Um, and I couldn't trust my last minute person that does everything last minute. And that would, I know, I knew that wasn't going to happen. So I really, I, I went out and I bought a big calendar, <laughs> post-its, And I decided this is, I need to have, uh, we work together and I think it was like 20 weeks or something like how many weeks I had to have prepared so that I could do the transition and not worry about the content and, yeah, and what was going to happen in between. Two months. Yeah. We built two months of content. Two months of content. And then, and then I, I was going to build after that, which was the, the part that I, that I was missing, like the landing. But, uh, but the two months was, I was really thorough with that. Like what content, what was going to go, the postings, the, the content, the emails. Um, I learned, I like kind of immersed myself to really learn that MailChimp and that whole thing that I didn't know how to do at that point, like to really make it automatic yeah. and tested it with a few friends and, um, And then, and then after that, I, I just, I really followed the, the calendar and blocked uh, the content that, that was also helpful to block weeks for content. Mm -hmm. Like this week's going to be the content week. So I'm going to build, I'm going to write, I'm going to send it to the editor. I'm going to also talk to the, to the person who proofreads and let them know when I'm going to send stuff. And, and so I have also uh, a commitment to another person. Mm -hmm. So that makes it, that makes sure that will happen. Accountability um, is key. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I, th I think it's interesting because I like, uh, I, now that I see, I always, I always put someone on the other side that really helps me to have someone to, if you know, I have to be accountable because that person is expecting me to be, mm -hmm. that's really helpful. And I think our, we had, I, I don't think you mind me sharing this, but I, I we had a weekly 15-minute calls. Yep. That was like accountability calls that were really helpful. Yeah. Because I had to talk to you and tell you what I was doing and what was next. And it was a quick call, a quick check. It was really so effective. I'm glad to hear um, that. That's great. Yeah. Because yeah. accountability is really important. And Nomad Nation, if you're in this situation, make sure to have somebody who you yeah. really respect and don't want to disappoint uh, to really report to on what you have to do and make sure that by that deadline, you have a chat and confirm that you did it. And if you didn't do it, you need to explain why. You have to have a very good reason. Yes. To say I couldn't do it because I think you would have known that I would have been disappointed. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> so, so you've been great. I've been very impressed, honestly. So I don't feel like I had much to do besides just, um, you know, 
showing you the path and you were gone. You were rolling. So amazing. But um, yeah, accountability, I do think it's really great. And you were very serious also that by, um, you know, putting the time that was necessary and committing to it. And I think that's really yeah. But on top of it, you were also very, that's what I noticed, very conscious of putting in quality content. You are not just creating, you know, blog posts and, and, and guidebooks and things like that that were just about doing something, but you were also make, making sure that you would give your best. And even if it's free, it was okay because you knew that, like you said, it was about building trust. And if you want to build trust, you also want to build consistency, but also quality, valuable content. And that's what you've done. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for saying that. But I, 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 I think you know about my worry about yeah. the, like, the pollution we have on the internet and the invasion of our emails with a lot of stuff that we don't use. And I, I really worry about that. Mm -hmm. I think it, um, um, I, I don't want to contribute to that uh, at that. all. I love so that I, about you. <laughs> yeah, I, I get very self-conscious about putting stuff out because of that. I really think we need to start thinking. <laughs> you know, you're mentioning two things that I know uh, our listeners might go through is this two things. The first is worrying of being a spam to your audience. If you care about your audience, you don't yeah. want to spam them. And yeah. I remember that it took a little bit of work to realize that if you actually, if you believe that you are doing your best, then people are, they're judged. They can unsubscribe. So don't, let the people to be their own decision makers. You can't make that decision for other people. I don't want to spam you. That person will yeah. make that decision because the people who really want to spam don't think about this, <laughs> you know, and people are much, it's much easier today to unsubscribe. A lot of people just took the habit to unsubscribe. And, and I think consumers are more conscious about what they subscribe to. Uh, when they subscribe to a newsletter, for example. So that's the first thing I would say. Just focus on giving values and believing that you're giving your best. And then people will choose if they want to keep reading or not. They have the end word at the end of the day. They, they're they big enough to know what they want. <laughs> yeah, and I think that, that thought gives gives me gave me a freedom to still worry about the content and ma make sure I, I put something that I'm proud of. Yeah out but i um but also have some freedom okay people can and will unsubscribe if they don't find this useful for them now and that's like such a relief that i'm not going to be bothering them yeah definitely and the second thing was remember we worked a lot on being on video today oh, you're yeah. like so natural <laughs> <laughs> i remember when you started that was your biggest fear to be on video and um, we even worked together in a session to train that so how what happened since? Like, how are you feeling now about being on video? I'm, 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 it's not my favorite thing, but I, I think it's, um, I, I don't know, I'm getting, I guess I'm getting used to, to being on video as like the media that I'm working with um, and getting used to seeing my face and, um, and not worrying so much of how I have to look or the, you know, about this is this is work this is not about i was so impressed you when know. you started doing interviews and webinars shortly after that you like it was like done wow okay <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. I, and i really enjoyed it <laughs> see so it's fun right <laughs> yeah 
It really is. Yeah. But what was it? That, what was the switch that happened? What is the things that we did? I honestly don't know because I've been sharing with you a lot of tips. But what is the tip that has helped you shift from saying, "Oh no, I really don't want to be on a video," to actually just starting initiating things by own on video? Um, I think part of it is just diving and doing and whatever I have to do it, I'll do it and I'll try just and do it, test. Just do it, baby. Exactly. <laughs> just do it. Um, but I think it's growing confidence as well of um, the content I have and that people are enjoying it and that um, the coaching is going well and the business is going well. And I, th I think it's really growing self-confidence um, that kind of gets my head out of thinking of oh, what people may be thinking about me um, or judging me. To I'm focused on the content on the interview and what we're talking about and helping exactly. people instead of um, who are going to be judging me because of, I don't know. Oh, it's so interesting for me to hear you say that now. Um, <laughs> I, love, I love to hear how things are digested. For me, you know, it's, um, I think you must experience that as a coach yourself. You give insights to people and love to see how they come out. Like it's the black box. Yeah. You have in, input and output and I can see the output and how the wording has been changing. But basically that was it, you know, about focus on giving values and helping people. It's not about you. Yeah, exactly. You, you remember, remember we talked about that. that. I remember that, yeah. And it's so interesting to hear you saying it in other words. But um, yeah, it's not about us when we do a video. It's about the people we care about. And as long as you focus on that, suddenly we put ourselves and our image out of the equation. And I think that's what helped me at least. Um, start. The reason I started a podcast show, an audio show, is because I was not, not willing to put my face on a video. <laughs> But it's also about baby steps somehow. Like you said, you know, just do it. And the more you do it, the more you build confidence. Yeah. Uh, by not doing it, you will never improve. And like I always say, the growth is in a, outside of the comfort zone. The growth zone is out of the comfort zone. If you stay where you're comfortable, you will never grow. And your growth has been so fast because you have accepted to challenge yourself and get out of that comfort zone. Yeah, and no, thank you. And I feel, I feel, I don't think it's so. What you're saying, like it's one step at a time. Don't mm -hmm. don't overdo it because it could be too much, and then you're gonna give up. But so you, you will feel more comfortable. Wow, as so you do it, yeah. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. So now the third pillar. So Nomad Nation, as I said, I will describe these in the guidebook that you can download in the show notes of this episode. So we had the first one was clarity to start a business. The yep. second one was consistency that included the content, the marketing, but also, um, you know, how you manage your time, that you're consistent with it. And the third one is conversion, because at some point you want to actually turn all these efforts into real customers. And today you yep. actually have customers. Um, yep. So what was the most successful strategy that worked for you to turn all these efforts into customers? Um, I think, I think the most the most successful strategy for me was workshops and um, courses and workshops. Um, so having an experience with me, some people having an experience of of some some sort with me, a little bit more personal, and wanting to to continue to work together and seeing that there was a possibility that I could help them. Mm -hmm. I think I think that was 
the place where I got the most um, clients. Um, first live workshops, uh, but also webinar. Kind of, I can see people like taking steps now from the webinar and 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 that. Um, so I think that for me is the the one big. That was great. Avenue. So I want to I want to translate it for those. In other words, in marketing, why that worked? I think that worked first of all because you did it consistently. Again, you've been doing it on a regular basis, and the second thing is because you have been giving value in this workshop and this webinar. Yeah, you've been showing what you're capable of doing, and you have been triggering things with people that at some point reach out to you for one-on-one coaching. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's a lot it, because it's, it is the workshops, but it's also having the website and then reading what you mm-hmm. posted in there. And it's, I think it's a combination. People kind of look for, for you in various uh, places and have some touch points with you before they, they really, exactly. yeah. But I think the decision comes after a, a stronger experience of you. Yes. That's what I would say. And I think you also had a strategic partnership. I think that's also interesting if you want to talk about it. Yes, my dear partner, Chris Beraldo. Um, we've known each other from the previous life in HR and we met again in New York and um, uh, ended up starting these groups together uh, to help women um, who were not just expats, but women in general who, were, who had stopped working for a while and wanted to go back to work, but were feeling really low self-esteem or like their self-esteem was really low. They were, they were not confident, didn't know where to start, what to do, how to create space in their lives for their careers again. Um, and, and they were, it was very exciting to work together and to, to have someone to, that was super interested in the same thing to, to bounce ideas with. And, and it, it really helped me get motivated as well and inspired and, and to keep going. And, and I think um, even now that I moved, I see this as, as like we've been talking a lot about how are we going to continue to do stuff together and move that online. Um, but just having her on the other side and calling me, hey, are you ready to restart talking about this? And having that partnership has been really, really great to, to get me back. So what would your tip to those who are looking for a business uh, or a strategic partner? So a business partner is somebody who is in your business and strategic partner is somebody who is not in your business, but with whom you have common interests and you work together. So that's just to, for, for those who are listening to be able to make that difference. So uh, in your case, you have a strategic partnership here. So what would be your biggest tip to make it work? Um, I think uh, well, we may be moving into a more of a partnership. Just saying, oh, but just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think it's it's. Um, I think it's, of course, the common interests, but but um, the very very much the um, complementary skills we have. We work very well together. We have because we have complementary skills and complementary ways of looking at things as well she's more organized and logic I'm, I'm more intuition feeling and and but we we known each other for a long time that's also we have trust built already mm-hmm. in this relationship um uh and listen a lot i think we listen a lot to each other and, and we're ready to and, and support each other and we're not competing we're we're really supporting each other and wanting each other to go up 
Mm. And so I think have I a think common interest find someone. in each other's success. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even even individually. So that's really important, like you said, the trust, um, the knowing each other, listening to each other. But for me, one thing that I want to tell you, Nomad Nation, if you're looking for a partner or if you have a partner, for me, the biggest one, what you said, is complementary on top of obviously trust and everything. Uh, yeah. but, um, is complementary because being a partner with somebody who does things exactly like you, mm. uh, it's not going to work because you're going to be on each other's um each other's, um, you know, I don't know how to say, um, field somehow. So really make sure that you're working with somebody who's not a copy of you, but who is, has all the things you don't have basically and vice versa. Make sure that the other person needs you for things that this person doesn't have. So I think that's for me, one of the, that's what you're experiencing with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then, then you, you feel that there's a lot of value for you in this relationship and the other person will also feel that there is a lot of value for them in the relationship. So yeah, starting just about conversion, conversion means you start to find ways to really dig deeper with your audience in helping them to be able to convert them into clients. And it's basically, we also worked on your packages on your website. So we'll talk yeah. about, um, we'll mention your website. Um, your website is, can you tell us? Um, www.renata-andrade.com. I need to spell it for pro, for your audience, but yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have it there somewhere. I'll put it in the show note page. So in, we worked also for the conversion on having very clear packages because that's very important to have a service page that's very clear on what you offer. And it's always good to have more than one package and not just sell one-on-one sessions so that people really have a clarity of what what they could get out of it. Basically having clarity on what you offer in exchange of this amount is very important. And you did that fabulously on your website. So you can check that out. Nomination. <laughs> That's one of the yeah, other ways and strategies for conversion. So before we say, go, you've been sharing so amazing things and it was so hard to contain. There's so much more I want to share about your experience, but before we leave, could you please Share with us your experience with working with expert partners who are looking for fulfillment and what is your biggest message for them? I think the, the biggest message is um, you're, you're also on this trip and mm -hmm. you, you also have to be and, and, and deserve to be happy and to um, show your talents and feel proud of yourself in this journey and enjoy it as much as everybody else in your family. Um, so that means, you know, investing time on yourself, um, making sure you're happy and, and be active on this process of, of finding happiness and finding mm -hmm. your, um, you know, your thing. Um, you need to find your thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, you help yeah. people who are, you help expect expat partners who are stuck in finding their source of fulfillment at the end of the yep. day. This is what you do. So what would be your biggest, um, if we're stuck, what would you, what is the one tip you would have to start with to get unstuck? Um, to get unstuck, you need to understand what's, what is the stuck? What, mm -hmm. what is, what is stopping yourself? How are you, how are you stopping yourself? Uh, because most of the time is about what you believe and and what you see right now is possible. Like what I saw, like therapy is just in a room with a patient and this is the only way to help. Um, 
So that was what was stopping me, that framework. So changing that and being able, being able to see more. So finding out about what's stopping you, mm. going, explore, find help uh, to, to explore that and to, to break through that. Yeah. And I think you, in your website, you have some resources for that, right? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Nomad Nation will make sure to send you, if you're in this situation where you're stuck and you want to know more about how Renata helps expert partners do that, make sure to check out her website, renata-andrade.com. I'll put it on the webpage of this episode. So much great stuff. And I really recommend you to sign up to her newsletter. Thank you so much, Renata, for sharing all of your tips with us today and your experience in accepting to share this journey together that we've been spending together. It's been a great honor. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So Nomad Nation, I hope that you really enjoyed listening to Renata's Andrade's great inspiration and her experience of starting her own business. And if you are ready to start your own business or to take it to the next level, then it is your time Nomad Nation. Make sure to go to tandemnomads.com slash 102 and you will be able to download the guidebook that I mentioned in this episode for you to start or grow your business. And if you are listening to this episode before the first week of December 2018, then you'll also be able to register to the free webinar I'm offering to help you turn your business into real revenue and impact. So make sure to go to tandemnomads.com slash 102. Nomad Nation, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.